0: Welcome to the Who That Kiss podcast, it's your boy RK, soon to be joined by Elias J. Williams and JD and we're going to be talking about uh, our bottom five that we don't like in the NFL, bottom five teams that we dislike, hate, whatever verb you want to use there, and uh, the one non-Saints team that we cheer for. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good one, we'll swing on back and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Alright, welcome back to the Who That Kiss Podcast. It's your boy RK Rockin' Wit. J D. And we have the honorable yes, Elias J. One. Williams. Yeah. I, I tried to introduce you. Sorry my man, I'll let you do that next time. <laughs> I guess I guess <laughs> I guess you're not even like a guest anymore. It's kinda of like family now, right? You jumping in this piece. Yeah, but I'm uh,
1: always on at this point.
0: Yeah. The, uh, well we've uh, we've had, uh, we've, had uh, we've had like a really cool I guess you could say a week or so. Um, we we actually we actually had an opportunity to talk to uh, a person we hadn't talked to before. Actually, two people we haven't talked to before. We talked to uh, Nader. I don't know if you're if you're familiar you're familiar with Nader, right, Murphick? Yeah. And uh, we had he told us a funny story. I'm gonna tell you that in a second. But we we had him on, and then we uh, we had Larry Holder on earlier today, actually nice yes yeah, so well that was pretty that was a pretty big deal for us like i reached out to larry and, and you know what talk about humility like he's at the top of the top for you know beat writers and all that stuff and and he's doing big things and he took the time out to to talk to us and let us kind of interview him and uh yeah me and justin were talking back to, to going back to the <laughs> to the nader uh interview that we did and we're laughing, we're like, man, that was such a good interview. And then we're like, what's our better interview? like, Elias. <laughs> and we just kept on going oh, back man. to you, just being like, you know what? We have some soulful conversations with you that end up lasting. We tell ourselves we want to be like 15, 20 minutes, and then we look at it, and it's 62 minutes. And I guess, uh, funny story, Elias, the very first time we actually talked on the podcast... We had a tech, We had a technical difficulty, and <laughs> I feel like we that could, we could talk about this now. Justin almost killed me. There was nothing I could do. There's nothing I could do about it. We talked. I think for was like an hour and twenty some minutes, and it was a great conversation. It was like there was some amazing content just going back and forth, and you actually like you're spending some knowledge on some things that I would have held on to. You know that would have been one of our prized possessions. That that podcast. It was just so good and authentic. And we had some technical difficulties, and everything erased. Everything erased before published. And I swear to God, I looked. I I was I was looking at my um all my all my computers and stuff, and I was like, "What just happened?" And I'm trying to like recover, and I'm on I'm on YouTube trying to figure stuff out, and I'm, I was freaking out, and I just sent Justin a message being like, "I fucked up." And <laughs> I, I, ma- I didn't I didn't reply for a while. I had to collect I had to collect my thoughts because. Yeah, that, that was your
2: first time talking with you and that was, that was a big moment uh, in, our, in our podcasting you know startup and then to get you on and to talk so so openly with you and so like you know distinctly about what we were talking about and everything
0: just made sense and it was rolling and man I, I had to pick a hard <laughs> one and then I, then, then I replied after that Hey nobody <laughs> felt nobody felt yeah. worse than I did trust me <laughs> but it's all yeah, love it's I, I I I <laughs> yeah exactly but you know what we knocked it out the park with the next one which was awesome and I was so happy that you came back on and that you've actually been a a regular um inter- person that we could interview for a lot of questions that we have regarding the Saints and just like actually chat because like me and you had talked on the phone for a little bit after that and it was awesome just to wrap with you because to be honest with you there's not a lot of people that are authentic out there they'll do things out of obligation or You know, to get their own name out there doing other things, and I don't think that that's what you do at all, so we really appreciate you, and uh, yeah, I was telling Ralph and, uh, I was telling Ralph and, no, I was telling Nader, that's what I was telling Nader, uh, about your perspective on the whole going back and deleting tweets, and you're like, man, I'll look with you and be like, dang, I was on some shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh and nader was laughing he's like nah man he was like i had to delete and i can't remember the number that he said but it, it was twenty two thousand tweets or something like that yeah he had to delete in the thousands because he was gonna obviously because he's doing his like sports radio business whatever right right and but, uh any 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 tweet that had a word that didn't fall into the proper dictionary you had to find and get rid of that real quick so, yeah it was nuts
2: wow.
0: yeah so i brought up i brought up your, uh, your perspective and I was like I actually lean more to the whole like I can grow as a human being you know what I mean and, and move on from that if I said something six years ago that isn't racist homophobic or misogynistic I'm probably gonna let it just sit there because at the end of the day I, I did grow I've grown as a human being you there's things that I did 10 years ago I would not do now as an, as an adult male you know what I mean so I actually I like that perspective he told the story about Roddy White. And I just want to tell us a quick one. Him and Roddy White got into beef on, on Twitter. And then Roddy White tried to get into the club that Nader was uh, that was running. So Nader goes downstairs and tells Roddy White it's going to be $1,500 to get in. <laughs> and, then Rod- right and then Roddy White pays it. And he calls him a hoe. And I was just like, oh, man. Me and Justin were dying on the other line. The fact that he called Roddy White a hoe. I'm just like, this is just the realest. And the funniest shit ever Because If you come down to New Orleans As an Atlanta As an Atlanta dude man You deserve it
1: <laughs> Yo he, he was winning at that point Like
0: Nader later got the
1: best of that point Like I think that he paid it. That's
0: crazy
1: Like yo You really want to enter? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Nader
0: for that Yo know? We got to get, honestly, we got to get you and Nader on one day together so we could just clown. We, we might not even talk Saints. Just talk anecdotes and have some fun with it, man. Because that would be like the dream team conversation, having some fun with it. Um, that would be
1: dope, man. Pull that through.
0: Yeah, I'm going to make that happen. Um, on the other note, anything else going on with you, man? What's going on? Man, I just, I've been enjoying this little break I've been
1: taking, man. I've been you know picking up on new skills over the last few weeks, of- I've indulged in the stock market. Yeah, I saw that. Recently. I saw and, that. Uh it's a good fun man. You look...
0: now So you said you're in the stock market? Yeah, man. You uh I I have I believe that sometimes the best way to learn is, is through failure. Um and so like I I have lost a significant amount of money <laughs> tinkering around in stock and yeah. Um uh, when you, lose, when you lose something, it brings it
1: to the forefront, brings it to your attention a lot faster, and makes you want to do a little bit more research and be a little bit more open to digesting mm. the information you come across. So uh, I'm learning patience. I am, I am improving. Um, I had a significant uptick this week, learned not to be a bit hasty, you know, get a little nervous and sell too soon. So it's uh, been fun, man. Taking that's, a break from football and getting my brain from football has allowed me to
0: fill it up with with the information. That area. So, that's good. I also I also saw you on the basketball court doing a couple a uh, couple of dribbles here, and I don't want to go on Twitter and blow you up, but I might give you some work, man. I don't know. Those those handles look a little sloppy. You know, I come at you.
1: <laughs> I I I mean I, I it looks it looks real easy because I'm I'm doing it in front of a camera.
2: The camera don't move, the camera on go. the camera not for the fall. That yeah, that's like Ryan that's like Ryan's
0: defense, so don't you do... Oh, easy with that. Easy with that. I put the clamps on you.
1: Yeah, I I hate I
2: hate really <laughs>
0: good. I love it, man. I love I love the hoop. I saw, I
2: saw you I saw you dancing there too, Like That was that was pretty awesome. I, yeah, you I, saw you saw me <laughs> Some diary. You know yeah. <laughs> I, I, listen, listen, I, I, my my kids came in, I thought I was watching a TikTok video, they started trying to do the same things you were doing, so whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever you were doing, they did it much worse,
0: so you could go get it by yourself. Man, look, my joints need a little oil, man. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. So, Elias, we got this, we got this topic here we're doing. Um, a lot of people have had some different answers. A lot of people have the same number one, minus a couple, but, um, our top five most disliked teams. Some say hate, some say dislike. Uh, for me, I say hate because they're teams that I just never, I can never cheer for. I have a disdain for them. Um, so basically Justin and I have, we've done our number five. So Justin was Seattle for his number five. My number five was a tie between Green Bay and Dallas, um, for a number of reasons, and then Justin, what's your number four?
2: My number four, the team that I dislike the most is—I will uh, I'll use the word hate because it's divisional. It's the Carolina Panthers. I—I I hate them for a multitude of reasons. One <laughs> being not number one, of course. Uh, Cam newton I, I, I could not stand watching him play any game that he played in primetime. I tried to not watch because it just, I just—I can't watch the man, you know, celebrate and do the things that he does, despite. The fact that he gives a football to kids in the stands, that's the only cool thing about him. Um, other than that, I, I can't watch the guy play football because his, his mannerisms, his, his long pause on his knee after the huddle irks me to no end. Um,
0: <laughs> like the, that, that's how petty it feels. It feels a little detailed. Um, and then, and you know what I'm talking about? You're laughing. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm laughing at <laughs> And then, For no reason, I hate that he's beat us a few times. His
2: Superman, you know, yeah. I think he's kind of taking yeah. on. Yeah. Um, and he has, like, he's not really done a whole lot, you know, stats-wise, you know, accolades-wise, except for I guess his MVP, if you want to give him that. Um, and then going to the Super Bowl, and I'm glad they lost to Denver. I'm glad he pumped up the ball in the end zone. So I'm happy for all these things because <laughs> it, it meant that he wasn't having success. And and it it sounds like I'm more hating on Cam, but it's actually uh, the whole the whole team. Like when they had like Jonathan or Jonathan, um, was it Jonathan Williams? Oh, Jonathan Stewart, that's right, and D'Angelo Williams. Uh, see, I was get yeah. those two guys mixed up they were one and the same. I hated that one two punch. I didn't like Mike Tolbert. I didn't like anyone who played for them. Yeah, and and, and even like yeah, the only
0: guy that I, I appreciated as a football player was Steve Smith and I'm so happy that he went to Baltimore, because they got to watch him have success in Baltimore. Ice up, son. Fallout. Yeah. Um... Um, but yeah, Carolina's the number four, and for no reason other than just
2: being who Cam is and what he did for them and, and what he did against us in some capacity. And and like, the Carolina fans, I've only met one in my whole life, and wasn't really feeling him. Like, so <laughs> I, I don't know. Just, just a whole lot, you know?
0: I hear you. I and, hear you. Anyway, that's my number 4 is carolina that's awesome that that was a well thought out one that was actually a great response it was very visceral i like that um <laughs> elias that I, 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 i'm going to i'm going to tell you what my number 4 is elias but i'm not going to explain it. i'm not going to explain it till i hear your explanation because i know it's probably on your list as well my number 4 is the san francisco 49ers i don't want to talk too much cuz i don't want to repeat what you say you might just hear me say mhm Mm-hmm. Along with what you're saying here Because we're probably going to say the same thing If you have them on your list So Elias, knock us off with your number 5 And then work your way down to 1 Number
1: 5, number five. So I actually don't really Eat any team It's just football But I think just from perspective of, of, of a fan perspective At least with my number 5 Which was the Cincinnati Bengals Okay. Because I hate the fact that they have Houdé as even a thing, <laughs> right? It, it just seems completely disrespectful to to Houdé. I can't see anyone saying Houdé is going to beat the Bengals. First of all, there's too the syllables in Bengals; it doesn't flow the same way the thing does. I I just I
0: dislike it. They 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 have like a, a New Orleans light. they drafted their Um, uh, it, it I just I don't like the Bengals just just because of Houdé. That's perfect. I, I can't root for. Them. That's perfect. That's I love right.
1: it. I love it. Um, number four for me would be the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to tell you why. Um, they had Jeff Fisher as the head coach. And, you know, I was a fan of Vince Young coming out, and I, I hate that Jeff Fisher was such a stale person mm-hmm. and a stale coach. I hate what he did to Vince Young because I, I feel like Vince on a different team, different coordinator, could have been – Cam Newton. A, a much better player than he ended up being. Yeah. Right? But you know what I really, really hated about Jeff Fisher? His mustache.
2: His
1: mustache really just irks me in a in a like a Chief Quimby in Take the Gadget kind of way. Like I just it just doesn't do anything for me. I have a strong disdain for his mustache and it just I don't <laughs> I, just because of that history, I don't like him. You know, I also got a chance to meet Eddie George okay. when I was younger um, and didn't know it was him at the time. So I, I hate him for the fact that it, he wasn't well enough known to me to even know who he was because he played for the
0: Titans. Yeah. At the, the
1: time. So I hate him for that
0: reason. The thing about Jeff Fisher well. is that he failed upwards, right? Like, he consistently was 7-9. and nine. Like, he's the prototypical seven and nine guy eight and eight guy his whole life and he kept on getting jobs yeah. so like he actually bothers me on a level of like the holy quality aspect of getting black coaches in there because how many jobs did he take away from an opportunity of, yeah. of, a, of a qualified black coach that had an opportunity to get in there and jeff fisher kept on getting these jobs failing upwards and, and that actually bothered me i remember that rams job that he got i was just like this is trash You know, there were so many qualified guys that had an opportunity to take that job and they didn't. So I'm with you on the hating Jeff Fisher. I would have never guessed Tennessee, though. That's hilarious. That's awesome.
1: Goddamn mustache. (laughs) (laughs) So, number three for me would have been the San Diego Chargers. Okay. For a team that has had so many great players set foot in that franchise and not win a Super Bowl, you had a Drew Brees. Phillip Rivers, Antonio
0: Gates, Great Jr.
1: Sean Marion, uh, Ladanian Tomlinson. They went as far as one year now. The athlete, number one defense and number one offense still didn't make the goddamn playoffs. Yeah. So as a as a fan of, and I'm saying San Diego Chargers, now the Los Angeles Chargers, I I just think as a fan of that base, you have to be very disappointed in mm-hmm. that team is being one of the one of the few teams that has not. Won a Super Bowl yet, despite the litany of talent that they've seen. So, that's
0: why they made my, my number three list. I just, now as a Saints fan, I enjoy everything about
1: the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> Darren Scrolls, Drew Brees, you.
0: yep. <laughs> we appreciate you a lot. And we whoop that ass every time we play them.
1: Oh yeah, like I, I, you know I like Phillip Rivers, but Philip has just never actually been able to I, somebody always swears I have, a, I have a co-worker that swears to me that once Phillip Rivers had kids, like, he lost all of his, like, like, once he started having kids, he kind of just was like, "Now nah, I just want to make my money, and I I really don't care. Like, all of the fire that you saw in Phillip Rivers, I mean, at the time, San Diego was a very comfortable place to stay. It just seemed like they, they never could get over the hump. didn't matter if it was Martin Schadenheim or whoever. They just could not get over the hump by mm-hmm. like having elite amount of talent. And I think, as a, from a fan base, you have to look at even the winning seasons overall of the failure.
0: Doesn't Philip talent Rivers doesn't Philip Rivers have a punchy face? Like you look at it and you kind of want to punch it. Like he just has like an irritating look to his face. There's not a lot of human. There's not, Yeah, there's not a lot of human beings that have that look. You know what I mean? Like he's just got a like a. I want to just. I want to hurt his nose. You know, like it just and
1: I. Have permanent baby filter thing <laughs> that you that you see like on Snap, like it's just it. Yeah, you kind of just want to throw tomatoes at him, <laughs> like why tomatoes at him, throw him off the stage. No, I absolutely
0: get it. Okay. <laughs> what do you got for two? You.
1: Just 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 change the name. I don't think anybody's gonna look at it as a card no more. I think people would look at it as yep, it has been time. Doesn't matter when just just change the damn name, Daniel Snyder, please. Yeah. Just just do it and call it a uh, day. Number two.
2: <laughs> and that logo that logo is not even, like, appealing to the eye either, like, nothing about, like, even the logo itself, it's, it's so, like, derogatory in the way that, that that person that they're, like, you know, using their, their their name to identify with, even that doesn't do anything for, for what the franchise is trying to, to do for that name itself, you know what I mean? Like, it, they, they haven't, they, they don't have to have the face as, as the logo, if they're not going to change the name you don't have to have the face, like of, of course, change the name. But in, in the meantime, until you come up with a name, change the logo so that way, it, you know, it, it's not, you know, what's the word? I, I don't want to say um, degrading. Well, maybe it is
0: degrading. It's prejudice. It's prejudice that
2: you're trying yeah. to replicate, right? Like,
0: yeah, take it's... away that, put put a,
2: a feather, something that symbolizes something for that that culture that you're, you know, identifying with. But it's meaningful to that culture at the same time. Until you come up with a name that you want to, you know, move forward with and, and change your whole franchise based on and and have people buy new jerseys for. Like, and I, I guess that's a big decision in what name to make it. But in the meantime, change the logo first.
0: Yeah, there like was this year. there was a, there was a comedy act, and I can't remember who it was. So I'm, I'm obviously going to butcher this. Someone hopefully that's listening can put it in the comments later on. But. Um, they did a comedy act and said, You don't want to change names? Fine. How about this? What if we had a team called the Memphis Blackfaces? Would that be okay? And it was just like everybody started laughing and dying, like, no, that would not be okay. It's like, well then change the damn Redskins, change the damn Cleveland Indians. Like get like get rid of these names. Because you can see how bad it would be if if it was on the other foot uh, of a different culture that's represented in the in the United States of America. So it's just one of those things that was kind of weird. Um, I'm with you on that. I think that's one of the worst franchises in football. Actually, maybe across all the four major sports. They don't win anything now, and they're represented with something, an old white man that's refusing to change. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, they... It's, it's unfortunate. Like, they...
1: Like, there's nothing good about the name. Like, the argument, like, you, you saw they were changing, the, they were willing to pull down the Aunt Jemima. Yeah. I was listening to The Breakfast Club and they talked about how the actual family of the woman that benefited from that who played that character, they were not in agreement with her movie because they were proud of their grandmother for playing that license and the fact that she benefited from it. There is nothing beneficial from the Redskins that no one... There's not a, a, a Native American that you would talk to that be like, yeah, you know we kind of benefited <laughs> from that a little bit. Uh, like it, it, it's it's zero positivity. And there's no argument for for keeping it. There's no other way to look at it. Yeah. So yeah, they are almost as cursed as the number one team.
0: And that is
1: that I have, which is the Browns.
0: Wow! No Atlanta on your list. I am shocked, and I love it. The Cleveland Browns.
1: <laughs> the Browns are on my list because this seems to be an actual Bill Belichick curse that has followed them ever since they got rid of it. The, the fact that they are perennial top ten in draft choice and they have not figured out how to take all that acquired talent and turn it into more than nine, eight wins per season I mean, they had Joe Thomas, one of the better left tackles in the league.
0: Hall folks, of Famer. Nine years. You Hall of Famer.
1: Forced the man into retirement because he was just tired of losing. Yeah. Because like, I'm pretty sure Joe Thomas could have played another four or five years.
0: Well, he looks now. He looks smelt now.
1: Like, nah, I'm out. Like, I'm <laughs> not going to continue beating my body up for 16 games a year to win three games, two games, one game. Zero game. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. The incompetence that has followed that organization. It doesn't matter if they have hundred draft picks and more chances to win the lottery, or they have five high draft picks. They cannot pull it together as an organization
2: to save their life. You yeah. got Baker Mayfield right now. You got you got the
0: entire LSU wide receiver was there. <laughs> oh, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Like, you got Nick Chubb, I, so
1: much talent and yet they, year in and year out, are uh, unable to put it all together. And so, for a fan base, I would hate to be a fan. Not to mention, what the hell is a brown? <laughs> what is, can, can someone explain to me what a brown is? <laughs> like, I understand it's a mascot. The dog, but the mascot doesn't even go with the actual. The, the, what are the br- is, is, is a brown? Is, a, is, a, is there a species of dog known as a
2: brown that I don't know about? Not that I, I know. know about I
0: not that think, I know about, man.
2: Right. Uh, and I mean, what, what state? What state, of, what state of brown is orange too? <laughs> it's, like, it's,
1: you know, it's, there's just so much wrong with that picture. There, maybe they can kind of you know smooth the things out with the logo with matching everything up maybe they can put some it just seems like a lot of bad juju I, yep. I've heard that you know people are born they pick the right name and suddenly you know the best things come to them and people that pick the wrong name have
2: all of these odd things happening to them do a little reading on that maybe
1: this is a case of the Browns
2: having a <laughs> lot of stuff that doesn't
0: match
1: you. and it's leading to them just just being unable to stand on top an altar and have some
0: success well, something. maybe they move yeah, maybe we move them To Akron yeah. Maybe we move them to Akron And then we call them The Akron Blackfaces <laughs> You see
1: You know You never know How that might Actually slide off It work. You really
0: don't know Oh man if I gotta got I gotta I gotta got clown it Cause it's so dis- I gotta clown it Cause it's just so Disappointing that That's where we're at We're at as a, As a world right now Um Yeah Okay, so your list Your list is different From a lot of people's Man I actually yeah, like yeah, like you and you and Larry actually had the most unique lists. I like that. I like that, Elias. So, so um, when you're sitting at home on a Sunday in the Saints ain't playing, who's the team that you can turn on and you can be like, man, I hope they win. You, you kind of, you kind of feel that they're okay winning. They don't hurt the Saints in no way, and you actually kind of cheer for them. Who's that team? The
1: Baltimore.
0: They Dang, we are. Can, them, yeah, you're with, with us. Everything. That's me and Justin picked that.
1: I'm they always draft like tough players and they play bully
0: ball. I'm mm-hmm. a fan of, 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 of just bully
1: ball. When I look back to, you know, some of the iconic teams, you look at Jamal Anderson, Ray Lewis, Boyd Scott, some of the little hot songs on it, Haloti Knock. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Marlon Humphrey now, he fits the Chris McAllister mold. Ed Reed. Um, you got Earl Thomas, they brought in Ingram. Um, you look at Steve Smith, all of these
0: guys Aguon Bolden.
1: And Quan Bolden, like mm-hmm. these guys, Tony Siragusa, um, these guys just had some level of nasty to them, and they have been consistent as an organization in bringing those types of players in all the time. Even with Marcus Peters right now, Marcus Peters plays with a certain level of intensity.
0: Yeah, he's chipping
1: as a cornerback that you don't. He, he may not be. He, I won't call him like a finesse corner, but. He, when he was coming out of college, the thing was, you know, his attitude. And I would say that even though be seen, seen as a negative, as he matured, I can see it being more of a positive because it means he's always willing to play. He's always in that, that attitude of, I'm here to make a play. I want to make plays. play. And they have been consistent in bringing in those type of guys. It's easy to root for this team. If I could have picked any team for England to go to that even fit, it would have been the Ravens. And it makes it even easier for me to cheer for them now being that Ingram is on that team. But I love the organization and what they do
2: year in and year out. Yeah, man, they have they have a magnetic force for bringing in like top defensive players too. Like, and it's obviously the culture that's been built. But even this year, they brought in Calais Campbell and Derek Wolfe, like two guys who are producing at a high level and are going to just add more firepower to that. And now today, speaking of the Ravens, I. I heard that they have a, a connection, perhaps, to Antonio Brown coming in, which might blow everything up. But yep. at the same time, like, if anyone's going to kind of rein them in, it's going to be that locker room with John Harbaugh as that coach and that GM. And, and man, I think it, that's terrifying. If Antonio Brown joins that, that team, because that's one thing that they're lacking is receiving. I know they have Hollywood Brown and Willie Snead and, and that's about all I can remember right now, but if they bring in Antonio Brown, man, that, that all of a sudden becomes, like, how do they not go, you know, 16-0 if he plays at, at, at the level he can play at? Um, but, yeah, I know Baltimore, definitely my favorite team aside from the Saints, and and it's easy to choose them because they're in the AFC, so they don't pay us no mind. Right. We don't pay them no mind every four years, you know, it comes down to it, and that's fair and fine. And, uh and yeah, I I can withstand a loss for me four years, but um, but yeah, no, Baltimore, great choice, Elias, and love the justification for
0: it too. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Well, the get... uniforms, man, the, yeah.
1: the black and purple just hit different, though. Like
0: the <laughs> all black uniforms,
2: <laughs> purple. Hey, I, purple hey. It just hit
0: different. They're almost as fresh as the all black Saints. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the thing. That's indeed. the thing. You know? Indeed, 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 indeed. Um. So, Elias, we're we're gonna make this succinct, and we're gonna get you out of here on this one, okay? This at the, at the end of this year, we got four guys that are gonna get paid. Now, it's impossible for us to pay all four. I, I I love Mickey Loomis, and I know that he can turn two dimes into a million dollars, but that ain't gonna be enough. So we got AK, we got Ram, we got Marshawn, and we got Marcus. All four of those guys are going to be up for a contract and all four of those guys are going to deserve to get paid. Ramcheck's going to probably set the set the market for tackles. Um AK is going to probably command around that David Johnson, you know, anywhere from 13 to 16 million a year for 3 years, probably most of it guaranteed. Uh Marshawn's probably going to be asking for 16. You know, he's going to he's going to ask for 16. He might get 15, but he's going to ask for 16. You and can then see Byron Jones number, right? Exactly. Number and on, and Byron Jones. Yeah, he, right. but they, but everybody knows Byron Jones got overpaid, so I, I think that that'll be something. The, be- anyways, I won't get into that. But and then Marcus Williams is getting fifty million. So no matter what, Marcus is going to get a a five year, or four year, fifty million dollar contract. That's just what's happening because he's a, he's a top safety. He grades out that well. We can only pay three. Who's the who's the guy in the outs for you? I hate to say it, but
1: but Marcus. Because you, in in all of those those Buddy Ryan systems, whether it's Greg Williams, whether it's um, the Ryan brothers, Rex, Rob, they have always had to have two good corners
0: yeah. to be successful. Yeah. It's, it's they have to because they like to split. And if they don't, you know, you have maybe Latimore, and
1: then you know you get Crawley that year. And you see how bad the defense looks, right? So, having one corner and only needing to find another, uh, as much as I would love to keep Marcus Williams in that scenario because I know how much the appreciate the position, how important it is to the overall linkage of that defense as well, I would have to go corner there.
0: And then I would maybe suggest possibly moving yeah, going to to go free safety. Yeah, and, dra- um, and draft somebody, maybe. Which would also help protect him a little bit more because he is a little bit undersized, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it works now in his, in his young age.
1: He's young, he's looking back from injuries. But as he as he gets older, um, the body starts to break down. So the further he is away from the ball, um, you can see him being more of a uh, Earl Thomas type. Player. He can come down and, and maybe... Flip flop and give you some strong statement snaps or some snaps in the box, but primarily keeping him away from the ball uh, does wonders for keeping him healthy. But he's also got the speed and the range to make plays on the ball as well. So yeah, yeah I was knowing that I have that in house replacement, I would I would probably say that Marcus Williams
0: is my out there. Well, it's like it's like honestly, I look at your top five or your bottom five, I guess, and uh, and mine. We had nothing in common, <laughs> but we had everything in com- in common with, uh, with our picking of who's not going to be here, and the team that we chair for. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, man, you know this is awesome. If it's okay with you, Elias, we're gonna bring you back on after we're done all of our interviews, and you can help us. Uh, you can help us finish up and wrap up our. Uh, I guess our amalgamation of everybody's thoughts, because I'm gonna do a final. We're gonna we're gonna do a final episode at the end of it all. That's gonna wrap them all together. So if you're down, we'll bring you in for that. You in? I'd
1: love to be here
0: for a gentleman. Yes, yeah, yes, I yes sir. Okay, well, let's get out of here on that. Um, I hit you with a who dat, and I'll talk to y'all later, man. Who dat?
1: Who alright.
0: Alright, bless. Later.